Adam Cravens, and Jane Ellen watch more movies each month than most people do in a year. Parental Guidance suggested reviews new movies in theaters with no spoilers promise. These film nerds know their stuff. Hello and welcome to Parental Guidance Suggested. I'm Jane Ellen. And I'm Adam Cravens. Now, as you may or may not know, I spring what we're going to discuss on Adam because, you know, theaters aren't open and all that stuff we did last week about Tenet and Mulan is out the window. Well, most of what we said is correct about it. They just pushed the release date. Yes. Which we yes. even stated whenever we said that all of this is in flux, but as of this recording, oh. but I mean... Well, way to go, us. 90, 98% of the stuff we said, we were correct about. We just Good. didn't get the date right because they hadn't pushed it yet. So, I mean. So, the point is, um, see, I've already forgotten what the point is. The point is, Adam will be delighted. Not that delighted. All right, fair enough. Not Back to the Future right, delighted. that's what I thought. That's I know. I thought we were going I know. For. Not Back to the Future delighted, but still delighted. Because, and we'll see if you can guess it. We are going to talk about a film that is animated, a film that came out in 1995 and really changed the way animated movies were treated, the way I, I have they to were assume, put together. I have to assume it's probably Toy Story. Yes. Because I, I every other film that was coming in, like... I think Pocahontas came out that year. Like, if anything, it it made Disney mad because the toys didn't sell like they wanted them to. But there there were also probably comparing the toy sales to Lion King, and that's really not fair to any toy sales. Besides, I don't know, maybe Toy Story. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Toy Story was such a delight. Forget about what it did money wise. I think it cost just. Under thirty million. It it was not it, compared to what Pixar Disney movies cost now. Like if you went and looked at the the budget for, I could look it up, and that's what I'm doing now for Finding Dory oh, wow. or Monster University or I mean literally any of them. I mean they're they're around one hundred and seventy like two hundred million dollars easy. Mm -hmm. Wow! If only we had a piece of this pie. If only. Because Toy Story, the franchise, has made billions and billions. It is. Toy Story is the 20th highest grossing franchise in the world and the fourth highest grossing animated franchise and one of the most critically acclaimed franchises of all time. So... And I'm willing to bet... That number goes up if you adjust for inflation. Keep in mind, the first Toy Story came out 25 years ago. So, uh, what was it? I, I think domestically it had made about 150. That's what I'm checking on. 150 so million. Much. That's okay. probably closer to 300 million dollars in 2020 right. revenue. Um, in '95, Toy Story made 373 million dollars worldwide. And it did not cost $373 million to make. So they they did wonders. And it, it was, it is still a movie that stands up. Visually, it's the, the following ones look a lot better. Mm -hmm. But, I, I mean, you're also talking about 25 years worth of technology being added on. So that, that's almost a given. 
But keeping in mind that it's a 25-year-old animated film done completely, the first animated film to do so completely with the use of, like, CGI. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this wasn't, it's not like Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, which is the first completely animated movie, but that was all hand-drawn, which in and of itself is, is amazing. I, I do think it's particularly funny, the pushback that they got from this movie initially, because Disney basically said nobody wants to watch a computer-generated cartoon movie. Mm-hmm. Like, they want, they want hand-drawn That's right. Thank movies. you and your hopping lamp, Pixar. Well, I mean, you can thank George Lucas for that. <laughs> I, I mean, like, as much as, like, that guy just doesn't have any kind of money or has absolutely no effect on special effects or computers or anything, like, Pixar, essentially, he didn't know what to do with it. Like, he was just like, well, I've created this thing. I've created ILM. I've created Skywalker Sound. I've created the Star Wars movies, created uh, Indiana Jones. Uh, what, do, what do I do with this thing? I'm, I'm going to sell it for a couple couple million, something like that. Yeah, I I'm not sure what to do with this anymore. There's a part of me that doesn't get excited about George Lucas because I have a friend who is, and I'm not going to name him because he is very well known, and because of his profession, he has worked with, and mind you, I'm talking... 30 years ago, he has worked with George Lucas and Donald Trump, and both occasions were similar in that he was kind of embedded for a week or two, and both occasions were also similar in the way in which he was treated, as if he wasn't there. And that always stayed with me, because it was like, man, George Lucas, really? I want him to be fun and awesome, not complainy. I I can definitely see Lucas coming off like that. Like evidently, like even when he was at uh was it uh was it UNC? Or, or, I'm trying to think of him and Spielberg went to the same school. They, they didn't go to UNC. What I, what was it? I I can't it was it, it was in California. I cannot remember the name of the school right now. But they went to uh the a film school. It's called Good Film School. Oh, whatever. Well, I mean, it, <laughs> it turned the two of them out. So, like, yeah. I mean, it, it it obviously, like, has at least two, like, noteworthy graduates. Um, apparently, like, he was, like, riddled with, like, self-doubt. Like, he was not, like, even his directing style, like, as I have, I've never been directed by him. But, like, evidently, Yet. it's not, Yet. it's not very intense. It's not, uh, like, I believe Harrison Ford was quoted as saying, like, most of his direction uh, consisted of, Faster, more intense. <laughs> Faster, more intense. Like he's not necessarily an actor's director. Um, I, I, I think he is an exceptional producer. Um, I think he's got good ideas. I don't think he's the best writer, mm-hmm. but he's also several billion dollars richer than I am. True. And sometimes you are just that kind of creative. You can come up with a certain part of it. And by the way, he came up with the important parts of a lot of things. Yeah. Came up with the important part of it, and then it's like, ah, uh, now you handle it. Here, I don't, I don't know what else to do with this. Yeah. So, which is great that he knew to hand it off to other people. It just bums me, because I wanted to hear some great story. Just be like, and then, then he bought me a sandwich, and he sat down with me, and he hugged me, and he and, told and, uh, me that, that he yeah. was my dad, and we frolicked. We frolicked all the day. Funny story. Bill Cosby. No fun to be around. 
Well, I, we, everyone knows that now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to touch on that anymore, but yeah, yeah, that's what I've heard. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, huh. Anyway. <laughs> Toy Story. You know who is fun to be around? Tom Hanks. You know it. I mean, I know in my heart of hearts that he, if anything ever comes out, if there's like unseen footage of him doing like a Christian Bale thing, I just, I don't think I'd be able to believe it. I don't want to believe it. He is, he is that guy. There, there was very pitch perfect casting whenever he did, um, what was it? It's the Mr. Rogers movie, the mm-hmm. Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Like I, I could not have married together a celebrity like to a biopic, probably better than that, and not even so much well, that he it's looks Mickey like Mickey Rourke or Tom Hanks. Which way are we going? Man, I, <laughs> I don't think it's accurate, but I'm telling you right now, I'd watch the Mickey Rourke, <laughs> Mister Rogers' Neighborhood. Be a, that'd be like Charles Bronson, like taking on the Andy Griffith movie. Oh, like, that would be awesome. <laughs> yes, so. Uh, that's the first thing that they got right. They totally delivered on the casting with oh, with, I mean, with Woody, well, Woody and all of them. I, the The essential part of the first one, and probably less so, I'd say, around the time of the fourth one, but definitely the first two, is the chemistry between Tim Allen mm-hmm. and Tom Hanks. Like, you, you really have to be able to... I, I mean, when you think about it, it's a movie... About about toys, like mm-hmm. it's a bunch of it's plastic. A story about them. It's it's a bunch of plastic, lifeless things, and like by the time you get to the end of like the second or third one, like you're emotionally yes. invested in what amounts to a plastic, a molded plastic like thing. Mm-hmm. Like if you'll when you step back and just be like, wait, am I almost crying? Like no, I'm the, actually crying. The bit where like uh, Jesse. Reveals why she doesn't want to like be anybody's toy anymore. I'm just like, whoa! I'm not oh, well, crying. You're crying. That's oh, it's <sighs> heavy for. I I have a lot of collectors' items. I, <laughs> is this how they feel about me? For me, and I'm sure I'm not alone in this, but I assumed that my toys talked to each other when I was asleep. I mean, I just assumed that. I'd I'd be really upset now if they didn't. Like, yeah. And That's I mean, just, they did, I, I mean, guess. Not even stopping with Tim Allen and Tom Hanks. Like, if you even look at just some of the auxiliary cast, Rickles! You've got, well, I mean, the the second one, you've got Kelsey, Kelsey Grammer mm-hmm. playing the, the, the exceptional Kelsey Grammer, the, the Emmy-winning <laughs> Kelsey Grammer, star of stage and television, playing a character called Stinky Pete. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> and he's, he's exceptional in the yeah. role. Like, it just all of this stuff. Uh, 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 Newman is also, mm-hmm. like, in this. Like, I, I'm, I'm assuming at the point Newman? N- now, like, Pixar really can just get, they're like, I want this voice. I want this. Like, I don't think there's anybody they can't. But, like, if you, starting off with just an all-star cast, like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, there there really almost was no way to go but down. Like the first the first Toy Story is classic. Initially, they wanted the second one to go straight to video because that's what Disney was doing with its sequels mm-hmm. at the time. You had those the uh, Return of Jafar, Aladdin and the King of Thieves. If, you, if you've never seen any of these straight to video 
uh, Disney sequels. Keep it that way. Yeah. They're they're awful. They were cash grabs. Um, Disney did away with them because that. They're I mean, awful. that's that was their their perception. They're like I said, maybe Return of Jafar is good. And if you let me think a little while, I might be able to find another one, but I probably can't. You're listening to Parental Guidance Suggested, brought to you by Hinson Oakley Family Dentistry. Jane Ellen talking with Adam Cravens about the animated film that changed animation and how it's treated by the film industry, and that would be Toy Story from 1995. And I think when they saw that Alan and Hanks were both interested in doing, they're like, wait, wait. Why are we putting this thing straight to video? Like, mm-hmm. Tom, Tom Hanks is one of the most bankable stars in the world. Tim Allen just did how many of those Santa Claus movies and mm-hmm. Galaxy Quest? Well, like, why don't why don't we just make this thing a? And Disney, I think, at that point had also not released a sequel in theaters as far as their animated fare. I want to say since Rescuers Down Under, which did not perform the way they wanted it to, and basically for the next ten, fifteen years, they're just like we don't we don't do animated sequels in theater like it's just it's not worth our investment Mm -hmm. but like toy story 2 comes in and if there had have been a best animated feature oscar available then i can't imagine this thing wouldn't have won it Mm -hmm. um basically as soon as that that nomination started disney just cleaned up there and pretty much anytime there was a pixar movie up if it's not nominated it probably like it's definitely nominated and it probably wins. Mm-hmm. It's the feelings that go into the Toy Story stories are just so extraordinary. When I see an animated film that doesn't have that kind of depth to it, I feel like they've missed an opportunity. Well, I mean, I it's probably not that easy to put together. Like, I mean, if you will look at the string of hits, original hits, not just sequelizing the stuff that they did. Monsters Inc., Toy Story, Bugs Life, um, Wall-E. Like they, they weren't, like I said, they weren't just doing the same thing over and over and over and over. Like, I mean, Toy Story 2, but like that film is not just a carbon copy rehash of the original Toy Story. Like it's a, I mean, honestly, and I, 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 I almost don't want to invoke the name, but like in the same way that The Godfather 2, like as much as it's a sequel, I, I think people recognize like the quality of a sequel. Mm-hmm. I think Toy Story Two is still it, it, it's in that pantheon, like with it. It's just it's a remarkable continuation of the story without just being okay. Let's uh, let's change up some locations, change the bad guy. We're good. All right, just go ahead, print the money. We're good. Print the money. <laughs> you know, in all honesty, you would think there would be more cartoon franchises because. The cartoon characters are not going to age. Well, I mean, case in point, we we had a Toy Story four <clears throat> come out just last year. Mm-hmm. I mean, at this at this point, the franchise is a quarter of a century old. Like Tim Allen and Tom Hanks are not spring chickens, but for all intents and purposes, you can't tell that Woody right. and Buzz have aged a day. And I mean, honestly, as long as those two guys are alive and kicking, I mean, I'm going to assume they're going to be able to talk like Toy Story 3 was a perfect spot to end the story until I saw Toy Story 4. And then I just went, 
Okay, well, that's also appropriate. Yeah. I mean, honest to good, like, I, I know that they keep putting them in places because you want to have a nice bookend for your, your complete story. But if you can come up with another reason, as long as those guys are alive, like, do, do a Toy Story 5. Do a Toy Story. Like, there's, what, nine, ten years between Toy Story 3 and 4, and I think about 11 years between Toy Story 2 and Toy Obviously, they're not just going in for cash grabs. Mm-hmm. Like they're they're waiting until they've got a story that needs to be told or like would be entertaining to tell. Like if it was within a year or two years of it, like okay, if we're up to Toy Story eight at this point, yeah, you've probably oversaturated like your your market there. You Fast and Furious much? Uh, no, I don't. But uh, <laughs> but I've heard people do. And like, what's even funnier about it? Like the original Toy Story, um. Disney had just come off, I want to say it was the Pocahontas toys. Mm-hmm. And they had not sold like they were supposed to that Thanksgiving or Christmas, whenever the movie was released. So Disney was just like, we're not, we're not going to overproduce these Toy Story toys. Like, we're not, we're not going to have that again. We're not going to have a whole bunch of our stuff sitting on clearance racks. Mm-hmm. Um, they had even asked Barbie, like, what do you want in this movie? And they go, no, um, we, we want to keep like the brand... Uh, you know, disassociated from that. We don't want to give Barbie a personality. We want girls to be able to put, like, they just said, no, we don't want to be yeah. in Toy Story. Then, like, that that holiday season hits, and, like, you can't get a Buzz Lightyear or a Woody or anything. And, like, this basically restarts another form of animation, like, that Disney can start to cash in on. And, and brought back the old and, classic toys. Yeah, and everybody wants in on it, except like they're just sitting there now and they're like, okay, well, guys, that we're already in the middle of that holiday season. Like Barbie, like apparently came to them whenever they started the second one. And they're like, hey, 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 we, we do want to be. Yeah. Uh, we'll be we'll be in this one. We're sorry. We're sorry about that. That little bit in 95. Listen, yeah, they've been fired. listen we'd had a couple drinks and like we we're just talking crazy. Like, well, uh, please sell toys. We want to yes. sell, sell these toys. Yes. So Toy Story if if you're the the type of person who said, "I don't know, watch animated stories i'm I'm an adult well pfft, you're clearly not listening to our show i mean but. If, if you listen, there are some animated movies that are stupid, like oh, I've watched so many I've watched a whole lot of stupid animated movies if if the name Disney Pixar is on it, like there is like a ninety five percent chance you will also be engaged like there's been ones that weren't ex- like uh Good dinosaur. I didn't hate, but I I didn't leave it with that sparkly. Feeling. Yeah, that I usually get from a Pixar. Even Pixar, when it's putting out stuff that's average, is still pretty good. Yeah, uh, I I actually have seen a great deal of animated films, and the French put out a lot of beautiful films. And some of my kids' favorite animated films are French. And you know what's awesome? Uh, you can just read it in English, you know. I've I've done that. And so I've done uh, that a couple times. And sometimes they can just switch the voice actors. But there was a time when I was looking for foreign films that were animated, because it's not so jarring with the mouths to whether they were dubbed or not, just to see that were good. And more often than not, French films were delightful. Now, just because it is related. Of late, there have been some animated characters, the the actors who have portrayed them, in some cases, for decades, 
are stepping back because the race of the voice actor does not match the race of the cartoon character. Several um, animated studios or Mm -hmm. networks, depending on your perspective, like the actor that's voiced uh, Cleveland in Family Guy. Mm -hmm. He's done it for 20 years. Has uh, said he's stepping aside. I don't know that they had picked anyone. Um, The... Hank Azaria, I believe, does the voice of Apu. He yes, has... he had he had dropped out of Apu a year or two ago. But I, I think that well, that was mentioned mm-hmm. as well because there were several other characters. Yeah, that... but he also does Lou. Right, yeah, and others. Yeah. Well, I mean, most of the Simpsons voice cast does several voices, but basically, they've said from here on out, like if we do not ma- if we don't match that in ethnicity, like as a you know a Caucasian male, I'm not going to be voicing this character or this character because that's not appropriate. Mm-hmm. Um, which, which I mean, I mean, I guess that, that, that does make sense. Um, on the, I, I absolutely 100% believe that everyone of every race deserves an equal chance for the part. But let's in the case of someone who's already done it for 20 years, I don't know. I mean, when they cast someone new, is the someone new now going to have to imitate what he created? Or do they get to take on their own right. spin on the character? Like I, I get what you're saying as well. And so I mean, is is it appropriate to grandfather it in? Like right, or do you need right. Yeah. I mean Now, in many cases, for instance, in Family Guy, so many voices were done by the creator because money, you know, just starting. So he did all the voices. I mean, even the the animated Star Trek, like they didn't bring in two of the actors for it because they couldn't afford them. Right. James Doohan does. I forgot how many voices on the animated Star Trek. Like it's in in most of those cases, the reason why you can have like all of those side characters on The Simpsons is because it's right. Hank Azaria and who's the other one that does Harry Shearer. Harry Shearer. Basically, it's those two guys like Mm -hmm. just Rant, throw a dart at, at a poster like of all the Simpsons characters. There's a really good chance if you, you throw it, you're going to hit a character that is voiced by one of those guys. Mm-hmm. And I also, and I cannot be more clear about this, I, I truly believe everyone deserves the shot and should be equally considered. But if you already went through that process and whoever you chose delivered the voice you wanted when it's animated, again, this is coming from a white perspective, and maybe I'm not getting it. But if it's animated, I don't see what difference it makes because you as an actor have delivered whatever the director and producer had in mind. Or is the approach that that is offensive because you're not? I mean, is that – because I, 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 I actually don't know. Um, I think you're, you're playing it they're, – they're playing it safe. The, okay. Um, okay, like when uh, – when Quincy Jones was producing The Color Purple, mm-hmm. Steven Spielberg, who is not uh, an African-American, uh, he said, I don't need to be the one to tell this story. He's like, this isn't my story. Right. And the way that in Quincy Jones, I think, recognized that Spielberg was a talented director. And what he said to him is he said, did you have to be an alien in order to direct E.T.? Mm-hmm. Which is eventually what got him on that movie. Like, was Quincy Jones wrong? Was was he right? Like, should it have been like another person directing that? Like, 
I, I, I can understand both of the arguments. Mm-hmm. Um, or I, I think just at the 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 climate that we are in now, it, it's it's a very safe. It's a much safer position, mm-hmm. and you you don't want to err on the wrong side of this, right? I don't think that, like, say Harry Shearer. I, I don't think any time that they have meant to be like offensive. I don't think they wanted to ridicule anybody. Right. But if all it takes for me to help push it forward is to step back from a character and let someone else like do that, I think it's a small price to pay. But oh like yeah, I, I said, agree. I I also don't know. I don't know what the right answer like is there. Okay. Because, for instance, with non-animated roles, there have been plenty of times where, where, hey, why didn't you make this decision? And and for me, it's right. it's just for me, it's just different with animated. But again, I agree with you. I mean, I I don't know the correct answer. I don't think there is one yet because we're still figuring it out. I mean, and it could be that just historically, other people, any other people. Just didn't have the opportunity. I mean, you could make the argument that Vin Diesel was typecast as the Iron Giant because he's an emotionless robot. But I, I, I'm just saying, like, what, what's yeah. what? What are you doing? Like, what what is okay for you to voice when you're not actually that? Like, mm-hmm. does it if if it does correlate to an actual like character? If it's an a, imagined one, but like, what if? Okay, in um, Star Wars Episode One. You did have some voices that <laughs> Star that, Wars Episode One. Is like, you did have some Hello, voices. racism. You did have some voices that were perceived with that. Now they're not based on that. That's not a real race in that movie. But it sounds a See, lot. See, now I want to know who voiced those voices. I, man, I bet those guys are taking that off their IMDb pages yeah, they are. right now. But I'm just like. Okay, in that situation, because like what what they weren't they weren't making fun of anyone. But it did sound very similar to something. Now it sounded like that to to us, but to the younger audience, I don't think it sounded like anything other than a different type of voice. No, like an eight year old watching Star Wars, I don't think had that perception. But I'm just saying, like, is I guess I don't I don't know where the line is drawn. I'm not telling people that I know no, where it's drawn. I don't know where it's drawn. Either. I I, re, I I don't even know like what the right answer is. But I'm just saying like it. I, I think you're right. Like somebody that has been doing it for 30 years and like it's not you know right. de- definitely wasn't doing it to ridicule. Like the character has even been like featured prominently. Mm-hmm. Like an episode showed to be like more competent than well every character is shown to be more competent yeah. than Homer Simpson. Um, but I'm just like I, I I'm I'm not sure what is the correct thing to do. But like that's that's the fun thing about being on this side of history. Like you don't get the the benefit of hindsight and just be like, oh well, that was obviously what you needed to do. Right. Um. I mean, does do do animated characters really make a difference? Um. Like d- does it does it help the like I don't I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know either. I just thought it was timely, and I would just throw that out there. And it has been thrown. And Adam and I are open to voicing uh, whatever you want to throw at us. Yeah, um, I will voice uh, a robot, insects, or a uh, dog, flower, uh, a lamp. Yes, a hopping uh, lamp, a stapler, anything. Uh, baby Yoda. Uh, All about needs, it. If he needs a voice, mm-hmm. a flip flop, we'll voice that. Miss Piggy. Um, I'm fine with that. 
So, anyway. Yeah! Thank you so much for listening to Parental Guidance Suggested Deep Thought. I'm Jane Ellen. And I'm Adam Cravens. You've been listening to Parental Guidance Suggested. Download your favorites and keep up with new episodes in the Hints and Oakley Podcast Center. 